This is John Gescheitmeyer of Wisconsin Real Estate Today, your real estate expert. This podcast is designed to equipping people with the teaching and tools they need to succeed in real estate. I hope you enjoy this episode and subscribe for more real estate content. All right, welcome back, everybody. John Gescheitmeyer here. I am your host for Wisconsin Real Estate Today, and we have a really awesome and cool uh, conversation here. So, you know, one of the things that uh, we try to do on this podcast is give you timely information so that you can think about long before you're ready to sell your house, all of the things, the, the ins and the outs and all the things to consider when selling your home. So one of the things we wanted to do today was talk with someone who's been through this process and um, how it affects kids. Because one of the considerations that we as adults maybe sometimes forget about is our pets and our kids. So more on pets down the road and in a different podcast, but I am very happy to be joined by Kat, who is Catherine. And Catherine is the daughter of one of our sellers from a few years ago from the local metro Milwaukee area. Kat is going to introduce herself here for a second uh, or in a second, but she went through this process back when you were, what, 15, 16? About 16 years old. And you're how old now? I am 19 years old. Okay, so we're going to go back to that day and that whole process because I think this is really important for parents to hear and maybe kids too, obviously, you know, and what to expect. So we'll deal with um, how to prepare, how to talk to your kids. And, you know, obviously for you, you were older. Yes, um, I was older. But what do you older. do when you have, you know, a three-year-old, four-year-old, that type of thing? So what, we're going to talk about all that today. And I think it's going to be really beneficial and really interesting. Uh, but let's start by having you introduce yourself. So tell us a little, about, little, a little bit about you. Um, well, my name is Kat, as I was introduced as before. Um, I was 16 when my parents got divorced and we moved out of my childhood home. I was born in Illinois, but we moved to the metro Milwaukee area when I when I was about 6 months old and I lived in the house in that house for probably 15-16 years. It's all I ever knew. Um I graduated high school last last spring in June of 2020, and I am now playing softball and going to college at the University of Minnesota up in Duluth, which is absolutely beautiful. So as long as you don't become like a Vikings or a Twins oh, fan, that I will, suppose I know, but I wouldn't care if any, who cares if you become a Twins n- fan? But That will never happen. <laughs> I will always wear my green. There I stick go. out like a sore thumb, but I always have green on. So Kat is also um, a new intern here. And and so when she joined, you know, one of the things that I had asked her to do is to join me in this podcast because I think this episode would really, really help a lot of people. And that's what this is about. So let's dive right into it. And I think what I want to start with is just taking, taking maybe our listeners back to what you were dealing with and what you were thinking at the time. Now, Divorce is a different element, yes. right? So, and I don't think that we want to spend a lot on necessarily the divorce part about that because I'm not qualified <laughs> probably to um, to dive into something like that. That certainly has a totally different dynamic. But let's talk about 
Um, let's talk about the home sale. So you mentioned a couple things in your introduction that really stood out, and that is my child at home. Yes. Um, take us back to, you know, when you came to the realization through maybe your mom and you talking um, about, you know, part of this process means we're going to have to sell the house. Well, uh, my, so when I lived at my house, we were the people who always hosted the party. We always had people at our house coming in and out. And it was just one of those experiences that was hard to beat. Like everybody came to our house. Our house was kind of the house that my mom would host Friday night drinks after work. And my dad would have his fantasy football league draft there. So we just had everybody in our house and I was just always so used to being the people who always hosted the parties. And when my parent like and when we decided to move out, it was really hard for me because I just like I didn't want to lose that sense of having all those people come over and hosting every time and I never I was a homebody. Like I never wanted to go to other people's houses. I wanted to stay at my own house and have people come here because that's what I was so accustomed to. And then when my mom said that we had to sell our house, it was just when I was 16, I like I only had a year and a half left of high school. I didn't want to move out, meet new friends, meet all these other people who may possibly come to our house. And it was just really, really hard on me because I got so accustomed to staying at home. It was my whole world. Well, and you grew up there. And it sounds like, you know, you didn't know any other homes. No. Some people uh, live in one, two, maybe three homes by the time that they are that age. So that's part of it. Um, So when you came to, obviously one of the concerns that you and your mom had to address was school. Yes. You know, and I, and I think, and your mom's a sweetheart. I, I got to know her during that process of selling the house, but. Do you remember that conversation, that first conversation you had and all the things that were going through your mind, you know, and you guys had to talk about that. Yeah. And, and and I'm guessing that she said, look, we don't want to take you out of school. Yes. You know, we want to keep you. I mean, so I, I think the advice and, and most parents would probably know this anyway, is you got to normalize the children's lives as much as possible. Yes. That's hard to do, you know, because you don't necessarily always know where you're going to go or where you're going to end up too. Yeah, so it wasn't as necessarily, I couldn't really pinpoint one conversation that we had. It was more that when, kind of when my parents did get divorced, we had a two and a half bath, three bedroom house. And I'm an only child. I never had any siblings. So for two people and a three bedroom house, it just wasn't smart and it wasn't what we needed at the time. And um, at the same time... So but you knew... Going into this. Yes. I knew that, that it, that it was kind happen. of a necessity. I mean, it, it had to happen. And it was logical. Yes. It was logical, but where my mind went automatically was was where I was going to go to school if I had to move. Like I grew up like I went to school with some of my best friends since I was five years old. And then the fact that I would I wouldn't get to have my senior walk walking around the elementary school I went to or possibly not getting to graduate with some of my best friends that I made for that I had for over 15 years like it was very scary for me and 
But my mom had the conversation with me, which was I was fortunate enough to have with her, was she didn't want to move me out of the district. She wanted me to finish my last year and a half of high school, which isn't always the case with some kids, especially younger ones, because that's not always a thought is you're leaving a whole child's network. Like you think of school, they go to school for most of the day when they're not sleeping and they don't wake up. They're at school, they're with their friends. Usually there's some kind of sports team or some kind of club that they're a part of that is through their school or local community. And there's, and the biggest thing for me was my friends and for everybody, like those are the people that you know, it's your whole world. Like it's really hard for kids to leave that or to think about leaving it, which is honestly kind of why I was so happy because my mom never underestimated like what I was thinking. And she always was kind of a step ahead in thinking about where like how moving schools could possibly affect me, which I think is something that parents should take into consideration because schooling is a big deal. But if you talk to your kids before and just kind of say, if you do plan to move school districts, just talk to your kids and say, you might, you're going to meet some new friends, you some, and you're going to be able to keep some of your old friends, but just kind of introducing them to the idea that they are going to possibly move schools is definitely a big conversation to have with your kids. So the biggest thing I think in from what you've been saying is is communication. Yes. Um, and you know in the real estate world I mean we preach that all the time and you've been in the office here for you know maybe a month or so now or you know matter of weeks really and you've probably heard me say to other agents you know and to our assistant and our staff communicate 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 communicate. Yes. It's really important in, in all aspects of life but especially when you're moving and especially when you have children involved, you know, a dog and a cat, which we'll get to in another segment. Um, we'll bring in some experts from that world, but it's difficult when you're not, and I, you know, I'm thinking, okay, even my kids who are small, uh, this is their life. This is what they're used to. Yes. And to some degree, I would say as a 16 year old, which is when I met you, that it would be easier than being, 10 or 11 or so but then again it might not be it just kind of depends on like who how your kid interacts and everything like that for as a 16 year old you've and you haven't moved and you haven't like had to go through everything for the first like if this is your first time it's really hard because you've had these friends and like in my suburban community I had those friends and I grew up with them since I was four and five years old and like leaving the sense that because when you because I was so close to graduating high school so I had a year and a half left of school the fact that I would have a year and a half left of meeting everybody and then going away to college and not seeing those people from high school is also even scarier too. So it really just kind of depends when you're younger, you have the chance to really develop those relationships a lot and to kind of grow with a new house. But at the same time, as a young kid, it is scary because that's all you really knew. Like I had my driver's license at the time, so I could kind of see how big our world actually is. But for some kids, all they ever see is their house school and then maybe a sport or two or wherever they go with their parents but so those are all great things to think about let's uh, transition next to the process itself 
So, you know, like anybody, um, and I was introduced to your mom through a neighbor. Yes. Someone that lived down the road who I had helped. Uh, they moved from Illinois. She was from Wisconsin originally. And, and since then, those people actually have become friends of ours. I mean, we don't really, I don't see them much, but, um, you know, my world, it's all about relationships, right? And I want those relationships to be for decades, not for, for days or weeks or months. Um, talk about the process, what was going through your head. We've talked about this outside of this podcast a little bit. Yes. Um, and you've been, and you're very complimentary and I appreciate that. But that's <laughs> not what I'm trying to get at what I'm, but, but the things that, that the, the, how the real estate side of things can get scary, but also how, an, how a good realtor can, can help. Because there are realtors that listen to this as well. Yes. Talk, talk to that. Well, in my opinion, when I met you, like you were a scary stranger who was selling my childhood home. Like I didn't want to leave. I didn't want you to sell it. When I heard that we were having a guy sell our house, I wanted to tell my mom, get this guy out of here. I don't want to see him. I don't want to meet him, which honestly could be a conversation about why people have this crazy thoughts about realtors and that they're not the greatest people because like you're getting rid of a home, you're getting rid of memories. But literally all it takes is one conversation because when I met you, it was so easy. You were very easy going and all you have to do is just put a face to a name and talk to the kid because the kid is scared like they don't want to lose everything but if you build a relationship and kind of not simplify what you're doing but talk through the kid about what's going to happen like what you have to do through your real estate process and just kind of become front like build a good relationship with the child because at the end of the day, too, the parents really love their children and that's their whole world. So if you can get along with them, it just will build a stronger relationship with your buyers or your sellers and will just make for an easier sale, in my opinion. So you 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 kind of changed my perspective and I've sold hundreds and hundreds of homes before I met you. And I've sold a lot more homes between the time when I met you, your house sold and then you came here. Yeah. And we had a conversation when you first started about, you know, just that whole process. And I was, I would, I was unbelievably intrigued by it. As a realtor, you don't always think about the human side of things. Yes. You know, and, and that's not because you don't want to, or you try to block it, or you don't care. I mean, there's an incredible amount of caring people in, in my world. There's some that don't. Yeah. You know, like you go to a doctor and a doctor has a great bedside manner and, and others don't. Um, but you, but you got me to started thinking about all of the times when I have sold homes for people that had children of varying ages, you know, sometimes small, sometimes 10. And over the last few months, you've got me thinking about my process. Um, my access to the kids might be limited as a real estate agent. Yes. You know, the parents might not, um, might not want that interaction. And, yeah. I, and I respect that and I get that. They may intentionally insulate their kids from me, even though, you know, I, I have, what, what you've opened my eyes to is a process that can get better. Yes. And, and I think that's the point of this is to help people who are listening to this with children, especially 
think about all the things that they haven't thought about. And we're going to talk about how you get kids as, to buy into this, especially if they're younger in a second. But you've helped me look at the process. I mean, you know, things like what is your child's favorite toy? What's your child's favorite, you know, um, character on television? You know, yeah. like, like if I brought, if anybody walked into my house with an Elsa, anything or Frozen or, you know, Bubble guppies. I mean, those are things I didn't know five years ago for sure that are everyday part of my life. But, you know, even relocation, and we'll talk about relocations more specifically in another podcast, but that's what we do during that process with kids that are relocating to Wisconsin. You know, we get to know them, uh, the parents, and we, and we try to figure out what the kids like mm-hmm. to make them feel like this is home and they're okay with it. It's just, Kat, these are so many awesome ideas, and I... I can't, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on and just talking to those points. Um, I'm going to go through a couple of things that I found online, and I want you to pop in and comment on, on these when you get a chance. Now, again, you're a little bit older, so getting a teenager to clean up their room sometimes is impossible, and it requires an act of God to do anything. <laughs> Other or teenagers, bribery at some point. You know, what's that? Or bribery of some well, kind. Well, right, and we're going to talk about that. <laughs> there has to be... Okay, but let's... Let's also look at it from your perspective as we go through these, because you just said bribery. And one of the, one of the suggestions that the experts make are, you know, you got to have the buy-in from the kids. Well, here you are as a 16-year-old with no buy-in. You don't want this. And let's also talk about the fact that you have absolutely no control over it. Yeah. We, we had to sell our house. Like there wasn't, uh, we, could, we could stay for another year and a half and let you graduate school, and then when you're out of college, we could move. It was, we have to sell this house now, or we might not have a house in a couple of years. The financial part of it. Yes. Right? I mean, the reality of life yes. sometimes takes over. So what do you do when you're preparing to sell a home? And I found a couple of things online. Um, one of them is through an article that I found, and it was actually a blog on Home Light, which is, ironically enough, one of the refers of business that, that we use. But the article was The Stress Parents Essential Guide to Selling a Home with Kids. And it was written by Corinne or Corrine Rivera back in 2018. But I think these are kind of tried and true. Um, so one of the statistics, I guess, that I thought it was interesting is 37% of homeowners between July 2015 and July 2016 had at least one child under the age of 18 living in the home. So kids are a very big part of a home sale just like pets uh and i would imagine there's more pets living in homes than kids only because kids eventually grow up and we want you to leave some kids don't ever did you ever did you ever mom tell you i really want you to leave um she did when i was in high school (laughs) and my room wasn't clean i didn't do my dishes but now that i'm home from college i don't think she ever wants me to go back to college probably misses the heck out of you all right, so how do you get your home ready while keeping the kids at bay, so to speak? A um, couple suggestions, right? So you know that you've got to present your home as best as possible, and, and you knew that. Yes. I don't. Do you remember what I what I kind of asked you? We actually sent you on an errand. Yeah, I had to go get a, I think a sandalwood candle or something like some kind of good smelling candle. But and- you also went and got Starbucks. Yes, I got. And stuff. I bought. So that was a little buy in right there. From yes, and ADM. for. Any teenage girl, Starbucks or any kind of coffee is a very easy way into right. a teenage I mean, if I really home. wanted to spend money, I'd have said you to you know, Target or the mall or something, but 
I didn't know you well enough then. Sometimes coffee can do more than a pair of shoes, I'm telling you. Right. But we put you to work, which is nice. All right. So obviously there's the decluttering and, and that can be challenging with kids and with teenagers because, you know, one of the things that I, that I, when I go into a home, especially when there's teenagers, sometimes the walls are black. Sometimes they're dark blue or purple. Mine were coral orange. So that was. Okay, I, you know, I kind of remember that now. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a corner room? I did have a corner room. Okay. I'm kind of trying to picture that. So, you know, if we're going to start changing colors too in your room, which is the best thing to do, right? I don't ever go into a home and tell people you need to do this. And I know a lot of realtors do that and they irritate or piss people off. That's not me. But what I will say, which is really the same message, just put it softer, is research has shown. Yes. So research has shown that when you don't have coral orange or you know purple or black uh, in your rooms, that your home sells for more. I mean, it's just people don't want to paint that. And to paint over that probably requires a gray primer and then one or two coats of the next color. Well, because we painted that color probably a year and a half before we sold our home, and it was Dr. Seuss before that, giant murals of Dr. Seuss. So having to prime those giant murals was a pain in the butt. So whoever got my coral orange room, I give my dearest apologies. Do you ever drive past the house? I do, because I know that neighborhood really well. And we ended up living in an apartment that was pretty close to where we lived. So I would oh, drive like through down my... Down the road, almost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we, I would drive through that house every once in a while, especially when I was younger, just because like I missed it and I would check in on my neighbors. And I actually still babysit the girl that lived next door to me a lot. So I see that house. And I can tell sometimes every once in a while that they changed a couple colors in the room <laughs> of the rooms because you can see the kitchen and the dining room pretty easily yeah i i can imagine uh, i just in fact a couple of weeks ago just drove past where i grew up actually just to see all right a couple things so what do we do um when the kids start to see us decluttering and packing and giving stuff away right so according to the same article um especially when you're packing up stored toys toys that you're going to store not just necessarily give away we'll talk about that too um your kids may find it hard to part ways, especially with items that they've grown accustomed to. And I love this part of this article. It says the British Psychology Society published an article explaining that starting around the age of two and continuing really through adulthood, the objects that one owns become really infused with their identity. You know, just like my daughter wants one or two of her blankets pretty much at all times. Uh, one of them goes to school, right? I mean, the emotional attachment is huge. Um, and sometimes that goodbye can be really painful. So we have to make sure that when we ask kids what they want to keep, that we don't throw items out. You know, it's really easy for an adult to say, oh, we don't have room for all this, We're especially downsizing from a house to an apartment, mm-hmm. right? Um, you just have to be really mindful of those things. Pack up the toys in increments, slowly get rid of the ones that they rarely play with and hold on to their favorites is another suggestion. Keep in mind that this process can't start on a weekend. If you're going to do this right, mom and dad, and you're listening to this and you're thinking about it and you're in this scenario, you've got to start doing this weeks or months in advance. Yeah. I mean, you can't. No. It's too much yes. for a kid, right? And this can be, look, I, I'm not a psychologist, yeah. I don't think. I play one every day here, you know, with, you know, 28, 29 agents. But 
Um, I will say this, the psychology that goes into this can be scarring for sure. If you don't handle this the right way, when you're donating items, you know, tell them that you're giving this to giving them to other people in need. I think a kid can appreciate that, especially if they're older and involve them in doing that. And then when it comes down to making a decision on selections, it's not which one do you want? Cause kids will take both. Oh, 100%. it's, is it this or this one? That might not always work with younger kids. Well, and what I learned was what you mentioned earlier is keeping them in the process was my mom, it wasn't necessarily about selling our home so early, but I could kind of see that that was coming down the road eventually. So I kind of started to mentally prepare like the, those weeks and months in advance, which I can attest to is very important. But another thing that was really um, big for me was my mom always kept me in the situation, kept me up to date. Like we have to slowly start getting rid of these things. Like I would go with her to Goodwill to drop off some of our things. I like she would explain to me why we had to get rid of the things that we did and starting to slowly downsize once in a while. But she I was there every step of the way. And I feel like half the battle is the kids want to be included. They don't want to see like be be at school one day and then come home and then see that half of their toys are gone. They want to be a part of the conversation. Don't underestimate your kids. Like your kids will do it. They just sometimes just want to be a part of what's going on. Well, not, and I think don't underestimate them even when they're young. Oh, 100%. You know, I mean, my daughter uh, at the recording of this is, is four and she's probably one of the most intelligent people that I know. Um, I mean, the stuff she, she says or thinks about or recognizes or observes is incredible. You know, the other thing to, to, to remember, too, is that you have to maintain a play space in your home. If your kids are younger and they play, you can't take away everything, obviously. You can't just, you know, and some people blame us. You know, when I was in law enforcement, it just pained me when we, you know, like I'd even be walking around Bayshore Town Center when I was a police officer in Glendale. And if a kid was not behaving mom and dad as they would pass would actually kind of walk in front of me and point to to me and say if you don't behave the officer is going to take you to jail i mean that's traumatic stuff that that is just and that's really awful parenting in in the real estate world and equate something that would equate to that would be the realtor makes us clean up or you know they say we have to clean up your room you can't have any toys out because what is that gonna do yeah it's gonna it's gonna turn the kids against me and i don't want that but, um, you know, one suggestion they have is if you're going to plan a family vacation, that's kind of the time to do it. You know, maybe list the house uh, on, a, on a Monday. I mean, there's a lot of different strategies involved. But, you know, let's say showing start on a Thursday. Well, maybe you leave town on a Wednesday and you come back on Sunday uh, or even Monday. Uh, the, the article says uh, you can negotiate offers from the comfort of your beach chair or a lakeside hammock. I like that. Um, and it's true, you can. I mean, everything we do today is electronic for the most part. So the email and text messaging and electronic signing it goes a long way. But um, I think more than anything, I think you can get the kids, and you, you just hit on this a little bit ago, you can get the kids to buy into this process. But you have to include them in the process to do that. Yes. So as we wrap this podcast up, um. Anything else that you can think of for parents and, or even for kids? Um, well, I just, when I was younger, this is all I really have to say is that 
I didn't really think about my life however many years later and that I only thought about my home and how I was losing my home. But there's so many there's so many years and there's so many good things that are behind every new door, even every new house. And there are so many things that I got to do because I moved out. I did lose a few things, but there there is a new open door somewhere that you will find and for all for all the kids out there, trust me. Trust the process and everything will be okay. You will make new friends. You will love your new home and you will be okay. Change is scary. Change is scary. Change is one of the scariest things ever, especially for when you're young, but but honestly, when you're young and you learn to and you learn to accept change at an early age, change can change can be a lot easier moving forward when you're older and you will be ready for harder things than lose than leaving your home. It does make you stronger, yes. more mature. But on our end as parents, it's up to us to do the right thing too, to make the process one that is least intrusive and really is as less traumatic as possible. Yes. So Kat, you're awesome. I appreciate your time. And uh, hopefully you've helped a lot of people think about some things that they didn't think about. You've done that to me when we first met. Uh, well, not met, but we re-met through you joining us in this internship program. And I just thought this was a perfect opportunity for us to get the word out to help some people. So thank you. All right. Um, as always, if you guys have comments, suggestions, or ideas, we have a Facebook group. We have a web page. Um, the podcast is designed at equipping you with the teaching and tools that you need to sell your house and for the most amount of money or buy and save the most amount of money as best as possible. We are filled with a real estate world of challenges and our job is to make sure that we are helping you through those. And so any comments or feedbacks that you have would be appreciated. I'm John Gescheidmeyer. I am your host. Thanks for joining. Take care, everybody.